Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. What's up, Minnesota? I'm sitting here with a Nick Bailey, the franchise owner of a big territory in Minnesota with the business name of Two Men in a Truck. I know you've seen their trucks driving around, the moving trucks, the this great marketing. You know, I, I think one of the big mm, separators from you versus the other movers around is the marketing. You got this like cool little diagram looks like i uh, i don't know like my my seven-year-old son drew it with two guys in a truck driving around and i see it plastered on the side of the trucks and the tagline says movers who care welcome nick thank you uh nick so i don't know let's let's talk a little bit about the business to begin with and then come back to it later so what got you involved in the moving business where would that idea come from yeah, uh, so I was in school in Madison, Wisconsin, and there was a franchise there that I worked at just part time while I was while I was a student, and that's kind of how it got started for us. In Madison, Wisconsin, correct. That's where you were living at the time, and you were a college student. Yes. And uh, were you loading trucks? Were you like that guy? Yeah. 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 Cool. That's that's hard work, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Dude, I hate moving. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Yeah. So, what can you guys do to make my life easier if I decide? I sell my house again and go through that painful experience of packing my crap, loading it in the truck, driving it across. Like, take me from start to finish. Yeah. Well, that is start to finish. We can do all of that for <laughs> you. So we're happy to do it. But no, it's kind of, we can kind of do as much or as little as you need us to do. Some people just have us come in there and move big stuff. Some people have us do all the packing. Some people have us store stuff. I mean, really, we're trying to, our goal is to be able to do whatever you need us to do. Um, which can be everything or or very little. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Now, I don't know if it was like a past episode of behind the scenes of, what was that show where they used to try to catch fraudulent people? I, I, I don't know. It was like a moving company. Movers, moving companies for some reason tend to get a bad name. You guys been around for a long time. You seem very popular. Where is it? I don't know if you agree with me or not. And if you don't, please be honest and let me know. Do you get a lot of hesitation or do you hear these horror stories of other moving companies? They did this or that. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, that's certainly something that's out there. I mean, I think yeah. any industry has its bad actors, right? Yeah. I used to be a chiropractor, dude. Yeah. You can imagine the the riff I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, but I mean, I think that that's part of why people appreciate us, right? We're a larger brand. We have some accountability to sort of a home office and we're out there and it's not just somebody they've never heard of. Right. So I think that goes a long way for us. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that totally. All right. So Nick Bailey, let's talk about Nick. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Where'd you grow up? Take me through a little bit of your childhood life experiences. Sounds like you went to college on Madison and so on, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, what's what's your hometown? Yeah, I grew up in Owatonna, Minnesota. Okay. So Minnesota born and bred. Correct. And then what was childhood like? Did you play sports or what'd you do in high school or after high school? What, what route did you take? Yeah. You know, I mean, it was a small town. Uh, my friends were all within several blocks. So we just kind of did a lot of stuff outside 
on the fly. I wasn't a big sports guy. I wasn't in like a lot of high school sports. I did a few things, but uh, that wasn't really my thing. But no, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I think like every high school kid, we were terribly bored. So we did whatever we could do to not be bored anymore. And sometimes it was good. Sometimes it was bad. But it was, you know, it was a good place to grow up. But I was certainly perfectly happy to be leaving when I was 18 years old or however I was when I started school. Yeah. And what made you choose uh, Madison, Wisconsin for your college of choice? Uh, It was a campus visit. It was a cool looking place. Uh, There's a lot going on there. It was far enough away yet close enough so I could still get home when I needed to. And I wouldn't necessarily um, have a lot of pop in visits so I could be relatively free over there. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. What was your major? Well, <laughs> let's see. Uh, there's a few. Uh, I started, actually started as an education major, journalism major for a little while. And wow. I eventually graduated uh, with communications degree just because that was the first thing that was going to get me out of there after five years. So it wasn't okay. a quick process at all. Right. Yeah. Me neither. Were you always an entrepreneur at heart? Were you that kid at the lemonade stand? Or I mean, and has, has this been your first business that you you started on your own or have there been preceding yeah. businesses? Well, I mean, it was always in my family. My mom was a teacher and my dad had been in business his whole life. And for most of the time when I was growing up, they operated a furniture store in Owatonna. So we were always kind of in business. And the way we got into this is, so they had this furniture store in Owatonna there's a large box store that's going to open up in a year and a half, right? And he knew that was coming. So he kind of read the writing on the wall and was like, this is probably when I should get out of this uh, because they're going to be playing a different game than I am and right. I can't necessarily compete. So I want to say it was my first or second year at school. Like they decided to liquidate the business, sell the building and figure something else out. So the timing was good because I was just starting to work at two men in a truck in Madison within a year of that. So he kind of started looking into that to do it here. And that sort of got the ball rolling. So that's how we wound up doing this. Okay. So your dad was involved in this oh, yeah. uh, decision making process. Yeah, very much. So he owned the furniture store? Yes. And how long did he, was he in that business? Did you work in, over at the furniture store at all growing up? I did. When I was in high school and junior high, I guess, sometimes I would go over there and dust or vacuum and do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got a little bit older, I did deliveries. Uh, so, I mean, it was always sort of in the air. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So it's your second year of college and right. And your dad's like, well, I think I'm going to get out of the furniture business. And this two men in a truck biz looks pretty cool. It kind of right. I mean, so and I, again, I can't remember exactly what the timeline was for getting out of the furniture business, but right. the timing matched up otherwise just because this is a new business. It's a franchise that appealed to him because it could kind of just drop it in and drop yeah. it in a system and let it work. And that I was familiar with the business and knew how to do it, knew how to train people, could run crews and stuff like that. Like oh, that yeah. was a was was a part of it as well. Okay. And I think you always liked the idea of us going into business together if that was possible. Yeah. And uh, that's what you decided to do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And how's that been? You know, going into business with your dad. It was great. I mean, he actually passed away in two thousand nine. So we worked together. I actually went to law school in two thousand six, but we worked together for that full six years and I was part-time while I was in law school. It was good. I mean, business is hard. There's a lot of things, a lot of ups and downs associated with it. And it's a different dynamic to have your family in that. But um, I think we managed it really well, maintained a good relationship. So so I think that was yeah. the positive thing for both of us. So did you make it through law school? I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. So you're an attorney? No. 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 Nope. Okay. No. Nope. Right. <laughs> I made it through law school, but then it was, it became pretty apparent that I was going to need to run the business. The business, yeah, yeah. after I got out. So. Yeah. So, and w- about what year was that again when you started to open this franchise? 99. 99. 
So you've been through some shit like 2008. Yeah. Yeah. How did that hit you? Uh, it is pretty hard. You know, we went, from, I mean, I think our revenue at our peak then to 2007, 2008, I think we probably took about a 50% hit in revenue. Dang. Yeah, it was it was brutal. But not a lot of good things to say about it. But, you know, it's hard to walk through there and you have 13 trucks, six of which you basically mothballed because there's just no, no work. work to do and you have to pay to maintain them. So we basically did that. So they were dark times and that's about the time my father got sick so i took oh, over in 2009 man. rough but things kind of started clicking again started picking up and the economy does what it does right right pick back up again okay i haven't i don't think i've ever interviewed a you call yourself a franchisee yes. you're not the franchisor right? no i'm the franchisee the franchisor where or the headquarters or where this this whole business started was out in michigan correct right and uh, as a franchisee you pay a fee uh, I imagine, and you get territory rights. Is that how kind of how it goes? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, so it's. I'm not sure how different this is from other systems. We have like marketing areas that we all that we all pay for. Okay, and you pay an initial fee to get that marketing area, and then you pay royalty fees monthly. Okay, after that, yeah. Well, it must be going okay. I mean, if you decided to stick with them since 1999, I see. Uh, when I think, of, for some, I don't know why. For some reason, when I think of franchisees, and, and, and there was a Quiznos sub that mm-hmm. opened up in my hometown of Buffalo. And, man, they were in and out probably within a few years. Oh, right. right? And I don't, I don't have any experience on how well the whole franchise model works. But I get the impression, if you've been around, man, since 99, it must be working out pretty well for you, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've been very happy with the relationship with home offices. I'll, yeah. I'll refer to them. Yeah. But no, they've grown with a lot of kind of twists and turns over the years. They've tried a lot of different things and they're out there, you know, mixing it up and, and staying in on top of things, which, you know, for this industry, that makes them kind of unique in this industry. There aren't a lot of organizations doing household good moving uh, that have the technological know-how and the support and the continuous sort of refreshing of systems and processes and looking at new business angles Mm. like that's something that's really hard to do as a loan operator somewhere you know that's what i pay for right and and to me that's it's been worth every penny do you handle the logistics side you know if john doe needs your one of your or three of your crates that i'm looking at here in your warehouse to be delivered on such and such day and they picked up on such and such day and then stored for x amount of period and then delivered to this address on this day and so on do you guys handle all that or is that handled at the home office? That's us handling all that. Yeah. I mean, there's some national accounts things that, that may come to us through home office generating business out there. But for the most part, that's us figuring that out. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the biggest challenge being in this business? You know, you've been in it since 99. You've probably seen a lot of different things. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about the housing crash in 2008, 9-ish. But, uh, you know, on a day-to-day um, what's the most difficult thing you come across, do you think? You know, I think if you ask any of our on-site managers, I think it would, they would always say getting and retaining good people, right? Mm. I mean, I think that's the hardest em- thing for... Employees. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I think that's the hardest thing for probably any business. But this is a really hard job, and we ask a lot of the people who we have out moving going into really sometimes difficult situations that are very emotional, that are that can go sideways in a big way in a hurry. Um, so getting people who can manage that and keep their cool and do a good job and 
let the hard days go is is a hard thing to do. So that's always been, I think, the biggest pinch point that we've had yeah. as far as you know, growth and, and just kind of hitting goals and stuff like that. That's always been the biggest pinch point. Yeah. But you know, that's the struggle. I mean, that, that yeah. is the, that is the struggle. The no, as you, as you're talking there, you mentioned something being put in emotional situations mm-hmm. for some reason, the image of a divorce situation where she has to, or he has to move their stuff out of the house. And there's a whole lot of emotions flying around. I mean, I, are you put in those situations, I imagine. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's that's a common scenario. You get people who have lived in their house for thirty five years and are moving into a two bedroom apartment, right? Like, oh, there's just a lot of stuff yeah. like that, and just the emotion of the day. It's a stressful day, whether you've done it three times in the last five years or this is the first time in twenty. Like, it's just a lot going on. Yeah. So it's a stressful day, yeah, uh, and got it. people handle it different ways, and we need to have a crew out there who is able to kind of. Yeah. Work through things. Calm calm the situation yeah. down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's kept you in the business since 99? What do you like about it? You know, I mean... It, it, I it, imagine it's, it's always something new. Yeah. And you always got stuff going on. And you walk in the door and you're like, all right, today is Tuesday, but uh, it's different than last Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think that we've we've done a pretty good job of pursuing every avenue we can find, right? So that's a lot of sort of what's interesting about doing it. We've started doing a lot more interstate moves six or seven years ago. That's a huge part of our business now. Right now we're doing trash pickup and junk pickup and stuff like that. And that's a big part of our really? business. Or it's becoming a big part of our business. I didn't know you guys did that. Yeah, it's... it's it, The fran- franchise-wide, it's a, it's a big effort going into it. There are equipment delays and... 2021 is just a hard time to get your new equipment, but that's going to be a big part of our business going forward. You know, there's there's always another avenue to kind of look into. So that's probably what's really kind of kept us going. And we have a pretty motivated group. So it's exciting for us to see that we're growing year over year, stuff like that, like that. Yeah. That so keeps us engaged. What are some of the services you currently offer? So, I mean, I knew the, about the moving, yeah. right? And it could be full service start to finish. It could be, you know, packing boxes, loading boxes, Moving the boxes, um, unpacking the boxes. Yeah, no? that happens yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's rare, but that does happen. Okay, and then there's the whole get rid of. I don't know. Do you call it junk yeah. business? Yeah, junk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anything else that you guys offer? I mean, storage. You guys I mean, store things here. Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, so moving local residential moving is our primary business. Uh, we do a lot of commercial work. We've been doing more commercial work over the last four or five years. Is, a, is as I said, is is a growing thing for us. So you guys um, uh, move stuff all over the United States. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, and commercial. Yeah. Huh. Man. All right. What else? <laughs> well, I mean, whatever kind of. If there's anything you need to do and you'd have to move something heavy to do it, we're happy to do that for you. Oh. That's kind of it. So we'll go in. We'll change out somebody's fridge. You know, just a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. We get a lot of calls where people are like you guys even do this? And the answer is always, yes, we do. Wow. And then we try and figure out a way to, to do it if we haven't already done it before. So if I want to move my baby grand piano from the main level to the second level, but I can't do it myself, yeah. I'd call you? You could. And our first advice would be, why would you want to put a baby grand piano on your second level? Uh, unless you're going to sell it with a really house. big bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we'll, we'll try and find a way to do that. That particular scenario, like there are very few upstairs locations where you can get a baby grand piano. All right. But, um, but yeah, certainly. Okay. All right, cool. Let's see. Wh- where are things headed, do you see? I mean, if you looked in your crystal ball in the whole moving industry, moving business, I mean, it could be specific to your business or just the industry as a whole. Do you see any 
changes for either yourself or the industry coming up in the next, let's say, I don't know, 10 years or so? I mean, the core business hasn't really changed a whole lot, right? I mean, because you can't necessarily automate this process for the most part. But uh, some of the things that sort of I've got on the back burner is trying to get more of a green fleet going. Green fleet. Yeah. So trucks that run on electricity. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that's, huh. a you know, I mean, there's obviously it's relatively new in the northern climates. But, uh, yeah. you know, that's something that could be coming up fairly shortly down the road. I cool. mean, there's a lot of that going on with yeah. the... Minnesota Pollution Control Agency has grants available and stuff like that. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. And then just, I mean, really, the it's not so much changes in how the business is done, but more how you get to your customers and how they kind of interact with you uh, and what they can do and how we can make this work better for them to do business with us, right, to make it easier. Mm-hmm. So we don't have, you know, well, we were just talking about this morning. We have, after holiday weekend, our, our lead queue is brutally huge right uh so it takes a long time to get through them like we probably won't get done with that until later this week wow uh, and in between that you also have voicemails coming through and it's just there we can't get enough people yeah. to to sort of address all these things in a timely basis yeah. so what do you do right i mean right. can we have our customers do more without necessarily talking to us and then we'll catch up with them in a couple of days that kind of stuff yeah and that's a lot a lot of that is franchise driven but you know that's more how i see the business changing is and how we interact with people. Yeah. I mean, it's still getting so far from point A to point B, but how do we get into point A? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe implementing some new technology or creating an app for that. Do you guys have an app? Yeah. Yeah. There's an yeah. app. There's, I mean, we have self-booking. Customers can go and book their own truck, but there's just a lot of different ways that people do business and the way that people manage their schedule within the system. So well, there's some challenges associated with that, but we do have customers taking advantage of that. So Implementing more of those things and sort of adjusting our systems to streamline that experience is probably where we're headed uh, more than anything else. Okay. So when you're not working, what does Nick Bailey like to do in his free time? Well, I've, I took up golf again last year uh, after yeah. about a 15-year hiatus. I'm still not very good at it. <laughs> we have a cabin up north that we go to, so we okay. like to fish and do that kind of stuff up there. But I got an 8- and a 10-year-old, and so they're busy. We're just doing stuff and yeah. just kind of... You have boys or girls? I have an eight-year-old girl and a 10-year-old boy. Okay. What are they into? Any sports or anything? They're both in soccer right now, which is exciting. Youth sports are kind of weird this year just because we had COVID last year. We're not sure what we're doing, what we're not doing. Uh, mm. So we have the soccer that they each do two nights a week. So that's actually pretty nice just to go and watch a game for an hour. Yeah, yeah, cool. Four nights a week, yeah. So what territory is it that you guys own again? And how does that territory work? If somebody's outside that territory, can they still contact you or not? Is that referred to somebody else? Yeah, no, I mean, so the way it works is the territory we own, again, in the metro area, there are, I think, six territories in the metro area, I think. Okay, eight. Okay. All right. So there's eight in the metro area. It gets confusing because we've had two and then we bought three. So it's, it just gets confusing. Oh, okay. Basically, the Twin Cities metro area, we have that. We go up to about Ramsey into St. Cloud and it comes down sort of in Shakopee. We're at our more extreme southwest end. And then we go over to like the Cottage Grove area and up over into Woodbury. So okay. basically that's the breakdown. Big chunk of the metro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have all the metro locations. Okay. Okay. Um, there's another ownership uh, group down in Rochester. Great. But yeah. So in, so if somebody is within our territory and they mm-hmm. call, you know, they're most likely seeing our 
messaging and stuff like that, right? Like yeah. they're in our territory, we're getting to them somehow. If somebody's outside of a territory, like if if somebody's calling from another existing owned territory, reaching out to us, like we can do that business. Hmm. They're not protected areas. It's just how calls are routed, essentially. Gotcha. Uh, so there's a lot of back and forth from us and a neighboring franchise or something like that where we're starting here, dropping off there. I mean, just kind of, yeah. we don't put that on the customer to sort of manage that and organize it. We figure it out. But yeah, and if somebody's in nowhere near two men in a truck, but they have an interstate move going on, we can do that and we can reach out to them or they can reach out to us. Like we can all take the calls that we get. Okay. So there's not a, yeah. customers aren't sent around to different places. Like it's easy for them. Yeah. Good. Okay, cool. So if somebody's interested in moving, I, I imagine this is your busy time of the year, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If somebody needs their moving from point A to point B, or if they got some junk they need to get rid of, or they need to put that baby grand piano on the second floor, or if they're moving their business mm-hmm. from location A to location B, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Whatever you're comfortable with, we're happy to take, right? I mean, people can call us. I mean, we've got a hundred numbers, but uh, they can call us anytime. I think most of our leads are coming through twomen.com. Okay. Um, so that's where we get most of our leads right now, I think. Okay. But like I said, we're getting calls all the time as well. Twomen.com is the website. Correct. What's a, what's a phone number if you want to throw one out uh, Yeah, we can. There's a bunch of them, but 952-894-8606 will always get you to somebody who can help you. Great. Well, there you have it, guys. Nick Bailey, two men in a truck. I am sitting in Shakopee, but they got the whole metro covered. They can travel out of state. They can move things if you need things moved. They work both residential and commercial. They can do it all. If you have any questions, give them a call or check out their website. I appreciate your time, Nick. Yeah, thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. That's it, guys. If you know of a Minnesota business leader or a mover and shaker that you feel would be a great guest, please have them go to minnesotamadepodcast.com and have them apply for the show. Thanks for listening, Minnesota.